के दुलारे यशोदा के प्यारे नंद के दुलारे यशोदा के प्यारे गोविंद मुरारे गोविंद मुरारे दीनों के सहारे गोविंद मुरारे दीनों के सहारे नंद के दुलारे यशोदा के प्यारे सागर गिरिधर नागर करुणा सागर करुणा सागर गिरिधर नागर मुरली मनोहर पाही मुरारे मुरली मनोहर पाही मुरारे नंद के दुलारे यशोदा के प्यारे नंद के दुलारे यशोदा के प्यारे गोविंद मुरारे दिनों के सहारे
गुरुर्ब्रह्मा गुरुर्विष्णु गुरुर्देव महेश्वर गुरुरेव परम ब्रह्मा तस्म श्रीगुरव नम तस्म श्रीगुरव नम सदाशिव सचार्यमध्यमा अस्मदाचार्यपर्यता वंदे गुरुपरंपरा वंदे गुरुपरंपरा सर्वेदातसिद्धात गोचर तमगोचर गोविंद परमानंदम सद्गुर प्रणतस्म्यहम सद्गुर प्रणतस्म्यहम डे बिफोर एस्टरडे वी वर ऑन द टॉपिक डिस्कसिंग being born as a human being is a very rare thing indeed and the reasons as to why now such an opportunity of being born as a human being having an intense desire for moksha mumukshutvam महापुरुष संश्रय टू हैव अ गाइड समबडी दैट वुड अंडरस्टैंड अज फ्रॉम आवर स्टैंड पॉइंट एंड गाइड अज टू दी अल्टिमेट नथिंग लेस देन दैट विदाउट एनी हिडन एजेंडा सच महापुरुष संश्रय नौ Having all these three, 
is the blessings of that supreme honors. Then trying, striving forth and putting effort to understand that which is pointed through the scriptures by the Guru. And then consistently, incessantly putting that effort in a comprehensive manner, Uddhared Atman Atmanam, to uplift oneself, is our blessings on ourselves. That is called Atma Krupa. How should that Atma Krupa happen? Did we do the tenth shloka yesterday? No, right? So repeat after me the tenth shloka. Sanyasya sarva karmani. Bhavabandhavi muktaye. Yatyatam panditair dhiraihi. Atma Bhyasa Upasthitaihi Yatyatam Panditaihi Dhiraihi If we have understood the urgency as indicated in the earlier shlokas, In the ancient practitioners and seekers, we hear these different terms. Rishi, Maharshi, Yati. Yati means somebody who is putting forth the right effort. Yatyatam. If we are Pandita, if we have understood what has been indicated in the earlier shlokas as rare and the urgency of it, that this human life, nothing is permanent. None of us sitting here have a permanency wherein we know what will happen tomorrow. So what we have is today, now. So with that urgency, Panditaihi dhiraihi. Dhira. Dhira in Vedanta Shastra, we do not translate dhiratva as courage, but we translate it as patience. And courage is the byproduct of that patience. An impatient one cannot be courageous. They'll be foolhardy jumping around doing a lot of things with their impatience. Therefore, this particular word dhira or dhairya is translated as the one who is endowed with immense amount of patience. But how is our patience? It's well described in a cartoon that I saw in a barber shop. 
so in the barber shop there there is a cartoon about a barber shop that outside his uh, shop there is a huge line and there is this fellow standing at the very end of that line looking heavenwardly and saying oh god give me patience but give it right now that is our kind of patience and it is not even patience with regards to the people that you have to interact or the environments that you have to survive through it is patience with our own self so pandita the one who has understood the urgency rarity and the importance of human life yatyatam should put forth right effort to do what bhavabandha vimuktaye there is a very technical word here we usually translate it as you know to cross over the samsara sagar bhava sagar mohe lagire lagan guru charanan ki in that song she says oh guru take me to the other side of this bhava sagar but it's a very technical word what does bhava mean the root word of bhava is the dhatu in sanskritam called bhu bhu to be so bhava becomes to become bhu is to be then bhava is to become and that is called bandha that is the entrapment entrapment of series of becomings that's why i said it's very technical where are you going with this omiji it's not very clear we we thought bhava bhava sagar or bhava bandha uh, is all these you know samsara you are talking something else it will be connected to what we have as a generic meaning see psychologically each one of us feels a certain amount of lack from within something which is unsettling something which does not allow us to be feel that completeness and restfulness from inside and the moment we recognize it we start becoming uh scientists and experiments start extensively what does a scientist do constantly experiment with the environment we also start doing our experiments what in this world can i interact with or how can i interact with the world outside so that this lack this sense of incompleteness can be removed so that i can feel that sense of completeness fulfillment it's like a burning splinter in our head which does not allow us 
to find restfulness constantly keeps poking at us loneliness boredom disinterest lethargy all these are byproducts of that incompleteness sense of incompleteness so i go out there and start experimenting with the field of people with the field of things with the field of time with various environment spaces constantly there is an experiment and through this experiment what do i do with regards to each environment each person each vastu i become something in relation to that a tiny sense of attachment is generated tiny very insignificant but nonetheless a sense of attachment is generated and through all these interactions i create a pseudo world my world my people my environment my things that i interact with and with each environment i take up a role i become something like when you are in front of your children what do you become a father or a mother when you are interacting with your parents what do you become you become their child this is just a very physical sense to understand that i become a father i become a mother i become a child when you are with your spouse what do you become husband or wife a long time ago there was a very elderly gentleman i asked not expecting an answer like the same way that i started here too and he just butted in and then he said when i when i said this uh, question with your spouse what do you become a very emphatically he said frustrated and that takes us to the next that is not just the physical aspect even at an emotional level we start becoming different kinds of emotions that as a parent whatever struggle that i am going through or whatever are the pressures that i am going through but when i am with my family when i am with my children i have to have a different mask because that pain that pressure is mine they have to have a pleasant environment don't we strive for that a different mask is put on i try to become happy for them when i am with my friends i want to show off so what do i become a show off and sometimes i need certain tlc tender love and care this is called attention seeking syndrome don't abbreviate it 
therefore when i go in when i'm uh, caught up with that bug of seeking that attention then constantly i wear that kind of uh, mask wherein you know my family my uh, job my this my nothing is nobody cares for me nobody loves me nobody pays constantly seeking attention and this is not something which we do because we have grown up to be adults the attention seeking disorder or syndrome has been like right since when we were 6 7 months old try with your children sometimes or grandchildren sometimes that when the child 7 8 9 months when they started walking they fall immediately they want the attention they want that you have to do nothing you just have to say and do that and they say okay now i'm fine and they'll go back have you done such things yes no yes. i have not i have only seen and heard of such things the next part of it i have done unfortunately for this kid his mother was working his father had yet to come and i was in that house hosted and this kid fell down and the only person available there was me i saw him fall down but it was not a very uh, lethal kind of a thing that he fell down with needed attention so i i just looked at a different side and as he i saw him approaching me i just got up and went to the next room and this fellow was like uh... <laughs> usually when i fall i i get that attention this, this this fellow is not even paying attention so he followed me to the next room so seeing that he was now it has become a game for me and him so i followed to the next room and he followed there and what happened after that was hilarious after coming into the third room you know coming uh, behind me then shows his thing that he has fallen and then starts crying out loud five minutes have passed by between his falling and showing attention seeking disorder different kinds of masks i have one thing inside but i show something else why in that environment i have to present myself project myself get an acceptance get a seal of acceptance from that environment and all this born from the inside psychological demand there is some lack some kind of an incompleteness and this experiment may one day feel that completeness within unwittingly what we have done in all these experiments and environments we have left strings of attachments constantly there are two examples that come into my mind the first example is of travels of gulliver a uh, gulliver travels have you have you heard of that book so his ship and he loses his ship and suddenly he wakes up 
on the seashore and uh, he thinks he is dreaming because all these people are like uh, you know so small he thinks he is dreaming and then he sees them walking on him and he wants to get up and he is not able to and all that he is bound by are these uh, small strings but there are so many of them that it has incapacitated him to move here at least we can uh, blame the lilliputians that they they were the ones who tied him down in our case in this incessant effort to become these tiny insignificant threads or strings of attachments that we lay for ourselves over a period of time we suffocate our own existence because of that constant binding that we have created around ourselves that we incapacitate ourselves and our own movement our own freedom our own expression the second example that comes into my mind is of the silkworm the reason i mean there are all uh, butterflies those who go into the cocoon stage and then come out they all go through it i specifically pick on the uh, silkworm because of all these moths not moth they are called caterpillars the silkworm is a glutton at least in india they are fed these mulberry leaves they have fruits which look like the blackberry but their taste is different they are more uh, tangy in uh, sour in taste so they throw these tender leaves and they have these bamboo structures outskirts of karnataka mysore bangalore that that area you will find uh, these uh, small scale industry silk silk yarn is drawn so this uh, caterpillar feeds on it and becomes really a mammoth size huge one and after becoming that huge size then it starts feeling insecure and it's not that easy for it to move so what does it do it creates a secure world around itself it starts spinning out the yarn to make the cocoon outside and finally the top portion one part is clinging on to the framework and the other part it is now spinning around and finally it closes it feels most secured it is at that time that silk is harvested what happens to the silk worm all of these worms are the cocoon once it is built they are gathered and thrown in hot water the worm is dead who has spun that around itself it itself our conditions are also like that with all these tiny sense of attachments that we create they are very insignificant when you look at each one of them 
but all of them put together they gather so much strength that we feel incapacitated with our own insignificant attachments that we have created see we shared i shared that story of bharata becoming dear then jada bharata what was his attachment he had only one attachment only one and he ended up becoming a dear because of that one attachment so let us pause if we evaluate our life what are the things that i end up getting attached to if we write a list how many pages how many books <laughs> unending if we are sincere to ourselves you don't have to present that book to anybody for correction and proof of approval for your own self when you are being genuine honest there are unending lists of attachment those lists of attachments that we have created are our bondage that bondage which has come about because of our sense of incompleteness and for fulfilling it we try becoming many things and in that act of becoming i become bound by it this technically is called bhava bandha bhava bandha vimuktaye to liberate oneself from all these limitations all these conditionings how sanyasya sarva karmani by renouncing all karma now the equation of karma i'll keep repeating it multiple number of times by the second or third series of lecture it should be memorized by you you don't have to put an effort i'll repeat it so many times that you will end up getting it memorized what is the equation of karma which i even said about two days ago karya plus karta equals karma karma minus karta when they say sanyasya sarva karmani all karmas have to be renounced meaning what from that karma when you remove the karta what remains it is not emptiness karya still remains an example at this juncture would take us a long way because it seems like does it even happen in our lives is it a possibility that there is no doership in my action only act remains it is because that only act remains that there is no actor there is no doership there is no enjoyership just the act was performed it have they, these these 
kind of acts have remained insignificant. We have not paid attention to it. One or two examples, then it will become very clear. You are standing in a line. Early morning, rush hour, you are standing in line for repeating your Q word mantra to get your early morning hot beverage. Triple, tall, extra hot, non-fat latte. I'm just chanting the mantra. Without whipped cream, without caramel. My favorite is different. Triple, tall, extra hot, mocha. Because it sounds very close to moksha. So you, you have your morning beverage lined up, you don't get confused, you don't have to read through the several things listed out there. You're waiting eagerly, pensively. You've taken your credit card out and you're tapping it or you have the, what, what is called, uh, on the go pay. You just have to tap it. You know what app I'm talking about. There are many kinds of pay. You don't have to rub in with the apple word there. Huh? It is your ready. The person, say a lady or a person that's standing in front of you, pulls out the wallet, takes out the credit card, puts the wallet back into her purse. And while doing so, the wallet falls down. And she doesn't realize it. What do you do? Yo, you pausing this long to think and answer is a very dangerous proposition. <laughs> that is exactly my point. There is no doer, but there is an act being done. What do you do there? Once I picked up and gave it to them. It was one of our own Yuva Kendra members. And that fellow turned around and said, When did you pick it, Swamiji? I'm trying to help you because you lost yours, and now you blame it on me saying that I picked your pocket. From then on, I became smarter. I stopped touching such things. I said, Tap on their shoulder. Is it yours? If it is yours, pick it up. I ain't gonna touch yours. So in that particular brief moment when you saw that that person's wallet is falling down and you tap their shoulder and tell them that, hey, your wallet has fallen down, please. Is there a hidden agenda behind? That because I helped you, uh, you know, uh, get your wallet without uh, any kind of discrepancy in it maybe you will end up paying for my triple triple tall extra hot non-fat mocha there's no hidden agenda there that is also later 
feeling good about it is also later at that moment there is not even a concept of feeling good you are not doing it for anticipating that feel good factor you just do it at that moment there is no hidden agenda of a doership as there is a scheme there is a calculated effort to, to get some benefit nor there is a, a sense of satisfaction or sense of uh, feel goodness nothing is involved there you just do later after picking up that coffee when you meet up your friend and then you add a little bit of masala in there and say today you know what happened and what you are expecting again attention seeking syndrome <laughs> that that itch oh wow yeah that person must be lucky that you know you were there thoda aur bolna little more i feel good the feel good factor and to seek that pleasure out of it is a later part at that intersection there was neither a doership there was no calculated effort there neither there was an expectation of anything in return so when they say sanyasya sarva karmani it is that attitude in every aspect of life not that easy and the field of action the attitude when we change it as guruji puts it very beautifully he says it is not what we do but it is how we do what we do makes the individual life into a spiritual one it's the same things that you are doing but how you do it what is the intensity what is the intention what is the attitude behind it that transforms it into being a spiritual act gurudev used to explain this very elaborately after he took sanyasa after he studied under swami taponam maharaj after he had traveled to hyderabad on foot and then went to pune and then started out this effort of chinmay movement and then his next yagna was in uh, chennai and in this course of movement there were people from ernakulam that sought out swami chinmayananda not realizing that he was from that very place that he grew up in that place so he graciously accepted going back to his hometown and pretty soon the information that you know there is this swami chinmayananda the speaking in english on scriptures and a very narrative way that dramatic way that he explains things a group of them when they saw that photo in the newspaper i said are ye because they were their classmates this is our balakrishna menon 
And one day they went to meet him. They thought, you know, casually we'll go to the uh, event and uh, we'll find our friend, buddy, and uh, we'll have a couple of words, you know, we'll meet him. There they saw to their uh, surprise that the entire grounds were filled. There were thousands of people yearning to listen. And they were like, are we talking of the same Balakrishna Menon here? Because in his past life, he was very notoriously mischief, mischievous guy. And then they went back to his sister's place, confirming, saying that, is it your brother? Yes, yes. In fact, he's staying here only. Why don't you come at certain time? And they all looked, uh, their eyes rolling and said, oh, no, we have, to we have to find an appointment to go meet this fellow. Bada admi vanya. So, what is the best time to come and meet? So they said, she said, it seems key. You know, by night, 9.30, 9.45, he'll come back. Uh, but the talks are over by 8 o'clock. No, but he is invited to different houses. Um, something happening here with this fellow. Uh, he is now invited to all these uh, ministers' houses and all these famous people. He is rubbing shoulders with all the name and fame of the city. Okay, anyway, what time? I said 9.30, 9.45. So Indians, when they give an appointment, when we take an appointment and we are asked to come at a certain time, we take it for granted that, you know, the half an hour here or there, how does it matter? So they came about, you know, 10 o'clock, 10.15. Then, no, he has already retired. Don't disturb him. Okay. And this was the fellow that would, we would hang out with and we would do all kinds of masti. Now there is such a airs about it. So, come tomorrow morning, he leaves. For the, maybe, you know, after the morning talk, why don't you come and meet him? So two, three attempts. And then finally met him and they all started pulling his leg. It, it happens, like when you meet. Like once it, uh, I chanced to happen to meet uh, in Singapore airport. Uh, I got down there to catch my next flight. But the boarding pass was not there, so I had to stand in the line. <clears throat> and the fellow who was standing right in front of me, from the backside, with the, I could you know, vaguely recognize him. So I just peeked as he was pulling out his passport and saw the photo there. And this was a fellow that I had studied in one particular school for <coughs> one and a half years. And he was my classmate. So I allowed him, you know, uh, I have also a good mischievous uh, caricature head. So I allowed him get his boarding pass. I got my boarding pass and I quickly started walking. And as uh, purposefully I crossed him and then I turned and I said, I called him out by name. And I said, how are your other four brothers? Jaw dropped. Because that fellow did not recognize me because he couldn't. He wouldn't have visualized that uh, 
that me that he knew me earlier would have become like this. And his jaw dropped and he was like all in stunned. Oh, but you know how I was also not going to give in that easily. I was going to have my own fun for a while. How is your, uh, you know, I knew his family has to go to their family. So I knew his extended family. So I inquired about this, this father, his mother and his grandmother. And he was like stunned beyond words. And he was uh, like completely like, you know, confused. You could see that in his face. Then I put my hand on his shoulder and I said, Kya bhul gaya? You forgot me or what? I am such and such. And then in disbelief, he looks at me, top to bottom. What happened to you? Why did you become like this? And after that grade, we never were in touch. Is everything okay with you? Why are you? And as he was inquiring, suddenly something clicked in his mind and he ended up blurting it out. He said, don't tell me people fall to your feet and do namaskar also. That was the first thing that popped in his head. <laughs> I can imagine what would have happened with Gurudev. That all of these friends that, you know, five, six of them gathered and said, we have been coming to meet you for the past three days. And we see that, you know, you also take shower, you also eat breakfast, lunch, dinner. Uh, you also, you know, listen to news. You also do all these things. We also do that. But you seem to be respected for all these simple things that we also do. What is the difference? Is there any kind of a mantra or, you know, what do you call that? Tavis, uh, Hindi they say. Uh, amulet. Is some kind of an amulet or some akarshana yantra or something like that. What is the trick here? Because you do the same things that we are also doing, but you seem to be respected for it, and we are nowhere close to it. What what is the difference? So Guru Dev said that when I am doing what I am doing, I am complete hundred percent with that moment. I'm neither evaluating my past nor projecting into the future nor getting confused and corrupting the present. I am in this moment when I'm talking to you, I am here hundred percent. I am not diluted into past and future. I'm complete and I'm here. I'm now. See, when we perform actions, Usually, how are we? Then, as simple as you know, that is why when I remember uh, when it was exam times or something, and we would have our uh, books, and uh, while reading, we were eating. Mother, grandmother, grandfather, parents, everybody would be scolding us. Put that book down. Eat. Were you also scolded like that? Do you also scold your children? <laughs> More important, right? 
Why? And they, we were told, I was told that is when you pay attention and you know pay attention to what you're eating is when it uh, gives you the optimum amount of strength, energy, and goodness. You know, Vakrabuddhi. Okay, I will try to read it and see if I don't digest it. I digest it well. What are you talking? That is not what they were probably not able to explain it properly. What was intended was that when you're doing that particular action, be there a hundred percent. Without any hidden agenda of the doership, without being carried away by the enjoyership and reveling in the future, just be in the present and perform what you ought to perform. How many times do we not feel going through our own life? Because we have set pattern. Monday through Friday, one pattern. Some people have Monday through Thursday, one pattern. Friday, there is a totally different pattern. They call it Kushi Ka Samay, happy hour. Saturday, Sunday, different pattern. Again, Monday comes, Monday to Friday, one pattern. After three to four months, there is one long weekend. And that is also very well packaged. You go to these vacations and all these things offered. Three days, two nights package. For you or for the family. If you come with the family, you have an extended discount. There's a pattern. And many of the Indians don't use those packets. Why? Because you have to conserve on all these uh, holidays. So that we have developed another pattern. Once in two years, Bharat Mata Ki Jai. Go with the entire family. Four people, eight check-in, four carry-on. There is a package, there is a, uh, there is a formula for it. Am I anywhere on the ballpark figure? On the dot, bullseye. Okay. Ha, and then go there and then start messing up with the weight because one particular bag has three kgs more. That has to be pulled out and settled in others. And meanwhile, the children are getting cranky. There's a package there, there's a pattern there. We, we develop in our own. You know, patterns. So Monday through Friday, the Saturday, Sunday, then once in two years. How many times do we not have we not felt? How long will I be doing the same things again and again? Especially when I sit in the counseling, 
बिटवीन ही सेड एंड शी सेड श्रीमती उच श्रीपति उच धर्म क्षेत्र कुरुक्षेत्र घर घर की कहानी है भाई एवरी हाउस हैज इट्स ओन महाभारत वन ऑफ द थिंग्स आई एम डिस्गस्टेड आई एम फ्रस्ट्रेटेड विथ दिस हैपनिंग अगेन एंड अगेन एंड अगेन I am waiting for that time when all this will be done, and I am by myself. I can do whatever I feel like. I am not going to put up with this anymore. Do you come through that kind of intersections in life? Sometimes, at least, right? Because we are under the assumption. that one day i can finally quit everything throw everything away and be uh, mukta re- relieved from all these things and therefore when uh, the, the heat between shrimati and shripati increases a dialogue becomes uh, a discussion discussion becomes argument and argument soon turns into a ha a fight i didn't use the word <laughs> she prompted that word so it becomes a fight so one day i was caught in somebody's house with i was being hosted i don't know what happened and suddenly the voices and volumes were raised i stepped out of the room and there was like a athashri mahabharat katha and uh, like you know the tennis when you see there's a good rally happening and they show sometimes the uh, the spectators and i was like that she said something i was looking at her arre baap re she said like this and i turned like this and he said something and it went on for 5 minutes and then this person you know he said enough of all these things aaj to main हरिद्वार चला जाता हूं आई विल गो टू हरिद्वार इनफ ऑफ दिस थिंग आई एम टेकिंग सन्यासर सच डायलॉग्स माई मेंटल प्रोजेक्शन और इमेजिनेशन वॉज दैट हरिद्वार इज सच अ प्लेस वेर इन फ्रॉम द बस स्टैंड फ्रॉम द रेलवे स्टेशन देर आर दीज पीपल वेटिंग फॉर वेटिंग विद पुष्पमाला एंड सन्यास क्लोथ्स that such people as soon as they step down put pushpa mala change their robes and they are into sanyasa because it's so often repeated so i told this amma and this amma was also like you know she was having the pallu in a bhadrakali mode and she takes that pallu out and then swings it around and goes into the kitchen doesn't even bother about the one who just stepped out i was feeling very awkward hey kya karu kya main ab main so i go very slowly into that kitchen and i said amma he left and she doesn't even turn back i have been married to that fellow for 32 years his haridwar rishikesh is there in the street corner he'll be sitting there in that tea store If you don't believe me, go check. 
and i as an idiot went and checked he was sitting there right there we we come with this assumption the assumption is that one fine day i'll get rid of all of this and i'll be free from such patterns every age thinks that the other age is better than this age ask a little kid or call out a little kid <clears throat> a little fellow come here and he'll promptly respond back to you i am not a little fellow i'm a big boy now he wants to behave like a big one it's only that after we become big we realize what was the best part of our life being there okay now we have become big <clears throat> do we do justice to it if somebody ends up calling us elderly uncle kaise ho the first time i was called uncle are rama i was in the ashram and i had to go out to church gate this was in bombay i had to go to church gate and i was coming back it was during that school time and got into the uh, train suburban train and i was standing holding there's no seat and a bunch of kids kach 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 constantly talking yapping away and one fellow loudly was asking uncle time kya hua and that is not something that i was ever uh, accustomed to so i was like you know poor kid is asking then this uncle is ignoring him and the kid in a perfect bombay dialogue he said time dekhne ko aata nahi khali kali pukat ka fashion ko marte hain yahan pe or something like that which translates like you know the fellow must not know how to even uh, read the time off of his watch just for a fashion he must be wearing i said that was a pretty good dialogue and turned and he was looking straight at me <laughs> the suffocation that i felt that, that little fellow called me uncle and that was nothing from vijayawada recently about 2 years ago or 3 years ago when i had gone to india from vijayawada to bangalore the fastest method is going through a bus get at 10 o'clock at night get into the bus morning 6 o'clock they'll drop you off any other mode so i was you know, i had booked my thing i was sitting in the upper berth of the bus nowadays they have sleeper coaches so upper berth <coughs> and this lady comes with a boy a little baby and a piece of luggage and uh, throws the luggage down and uh, she is looking for something and then i take a little peek there is a lot of luggage of hers outside still on the outside so she looks at me and she hands that baby to me i don't know what she saw in that little darkness there she hands that baby and she said don't repeat this to me later okay <laughs> 
తాతగారు కదా పిల్లని చూసుకోండి దాదాజీ టేక్ కేర్ ఆఫ్ మై చైల్డ్ when we were young we want to be called as old when we are really old and somebody says you are old no i am young at heart are nobody loves being where they are from every section every age group we want to belong to somewhere where we are not yet there the idea being that that where i am it sucks the moment i get to the next level it will be the best level is the hope so that i don't need to do these things a school going fellow thinks that going to college should be the coolest because i don't have to carry this donkey load because all those who go to college they go with one book in their hand it looks cool i was eagerly waiting because i had could get rid of the school uniform little did i know that my entire life will be on only uniform <laughs> earlier was yellow pattern now it is orange pattern and i was eagerly waiting for you know changing into all different kinds of clothes every day that was cool for me then it's only after coming to college the seriousness of life getting into a professional course getting into a engineering college or doctor because anything else you are good for nothing it catches up at every stage we want to get to the next stage so that this set of actions this set of responsibilities i can get rid of that mindset in itself is the cause for great friction in through our entire life how should this field of action be looked at so that this friction can be avoided so here he says <clears throat> in the next shloka repeat after me what page number is that the 11th one 21 chittasya shuddhaye karma natu vastu palabdhaye vastu siddhir vicharena దిస్ ఈస్ ద పర్పస్ ఆఫ్ కర్మ దెర్ వాజ్ వన్ పర్టికులర్ లాజిక్ దట్ ఐ డిడ్ నాట్ గో ఇన్ టు వెన్ ఐ వాజ్ ఎక్స్ప్లెయినింగ్ కర్మణ్య వాధికారస్తే యస్టర్డే ఆర్ డే బిఫోర్ వెర్ ఐ సెట్ రైట్ డౌన్ ఇన్ బోల్డ్ లెటర్స్ విత్ రెడ్ ఇంక్ దట్ త్రూ కర్మ we can not we will not we shall not find happiness remember that statement so the basic conviction is shaken up because i was hoping 
that through these various karmas that I can find happiness. If through karma I cannot find happiness, then why should I be even performing those actions? Because that is the only hope that I have. That is the only hope that I have been given always. When will you be happy? Whenever I used to get frustrated with my school life, education, my father would always say, get into the college, happiness, oh happiness. You go into the college, get into a good job, happiness, oh happiness. As soon as getting into the job, get married, happiness, oh happiness. So far, whatever you got into, there was a way out. This one that you get in, it is like Abhimanyu in Chakravyuha. There is no getting out. The point is, every time we are told constantly that do this and happiness is right there just after you finish this. Were we not told that? Okay. Let alone were we not told about that. Don't we tell that to our children? Do you want to sit in luxury and spend your time playing now or Put effort now so that you can enjoy it later. Don't we tell that to our kids? Strive now, sweat now so that you can cherish it then. So we are conditioned that my happiness is tied to my action. And of Bhagavad Gita and the Upanishads are saying, na karmana, na prajaya, na dhanena. It is not in karma. Karma cannot give you happiness. Karma nyevadhikaraste maphaleshu kadachana. You can only have your freedom in your action. The result that we are anticipating, which is happiness, kadachana, cannot be guaranteed. It's not there as a result. If we take that logic to be true, just for discussion's sake, then why should I even perform actions? Because that is what I've been told all along, that perform this and you have happiness there. And now you say there is no happiness. This is very confusing. Therefore, in the next sentence in Karmanyavadikaraste Shloka, there he says, Mate Sangaha Astu Akarmani. Don't get dejected that the happiness is not the result of your action, thereby dropping your action. Giving up, running away, shying away from your responsibilities is not the solution. I you very clearly, emphatically saying that it will not give me happiness. And on the, on the, the same breath, you are also saying, I should not stop it. 
I'm, I'm like boxed. Why should I perform this action? So Adi Shankaracharya says here, <clears throat> this is one shloka that I keep repeating a lot of times as reference. Chittasya shuddhaye karma natu astu palabdhaye. What should this karma be performed for? For only one reason. Chittasya shuddhaye. To clean one's own self from within. To clean the chitta, the antakkarana, to clean it up is the purpose of karma. What do you mean by cleaning the uh, antakkarana from within? That the scheme of actions, if you follow the uh, logic in there, the sequence in there, it's very simple to understand. Whenever I perform an action, before I execute the action, before it became an action, what was it? It was a intense desire. Before it was an intense desire, what was it? It was a thought. That thought which was born from liking or disliking something intensely. And such patterns of likes and dislikes, there are mountains of it in the Antakkarana. For everything and anything, I have an opinion. I have to brand everything with that branding system. Many of the kids that grow up here, I see that you know when we eat food, when it comes to, I mean, my mind is a complete South Indian mind. That my meal is complete only when it, it ends with curd rice. If I don't, then it feels like uh, a vacuum. <coughs> Do you agree with? If you have grown up in that condition, it has to be. That is the final culmination. And these kids are serve them curd. Curd doesn't go well with me. I'm not asking you to dance with it. <laughs> it doesn't go well with me. No, I don't like the texture, you know. For everything, there is a very strong opinion of likes and dislikes. I'm sure raising children, you know, when you have two, three children in the family, and you said, okay, today it is potato curry. One says, I need fry, deep fry. The other says, I need it to be uh, with the gravy cooked. The mother is confused. Do this or do that? Because if I do this, that fellow will not like it. If I do this, this fellow will not like it. 
If I do something in between, father will not like it. I am very strong. You know, one day I was giving prasad, distributing prasad to kids. And there were a lot multiple varieties of fruits. And I randomly picked whatever fruit was coming in my hand and giving. And it was a green apple. I gave that kid a green apple. And he did not even take it. He just pushed it away. Say, you, I hate green apple. It, it was like 10, 12 years ago. That, that whole reaction itself was like a shock to me. And anything that is given as prasada, you don't utter a word. You just take it. And I gained my senses and I said, look, you may not want it. I can understand. What did this green apple do to you to hate it, man? It's very strong emotion. There are so many nuances of likes and dislikes. I need tea and it has to be straight from the uh, pan into my mouth. There are some people who drink it that hot. There are some who have to have it cold. Likes and dislikes. Whether it is at a physical level, whether it is at an interactive level, whether it is at with the vastu, whether it is with uh, our emotions, whether it is with our decisions. So many layers of likes and dislikes. That what has come about? That instead of seeing and experiencing life and all these which unfold as experiences, as they are, we tend to be so branding and tunnel visioned that we don't experience life as is, but we want to manipulate all these experiences to our conveniences of likes and dislikes. Constantly, that is the effort. And as our fate seemed to have come with a good sense of humor and irony in it. That all that which I like is far away from me. And all that which I don't like is all around me. Invariably, so what is my effort? To avoid that which I don't like, run away from it, and to run for that which I like. The whole life we are trying to compete with Usain Bolt. Why we are constantly running over running? Where are you running? Away from it. You are just running. Where are you running now? Running for it. I call this syndrome as the hamster syndrome or the treadmill syndrome. The hamster constantly, constantly moving and running. Is it going anywhere? Treadmill also, we are constantly running. Are you reaching anywhere? Running and running, reaching nowhere. That is treadmill or hamster syndrome. Our lives are also like that. Running away from something, running for something. 
Are you reaching anywhere effectively? The question mark. Let me ask a simple question. Just to show how deep rooted these conditionings of brandings are. A gun. Is it good or is it bad? Simple question. I am not representing any senator here. And what amendment is it? The first amendment, second amendment. The second amendment, I am not talking about that. Just talking about gun. Is it good or is it bad? How many of you say that it is good? You have a different answer altogether. What was your answer? It depends on what you use it for. Thank you for answering. Because that shows how deep our conditioning is. Because if you say it depends on who uses it or how they use it. My question was not understood. Because my question was not an evaluation of the intentions of the one using it. My question was as a vastu. Gun, is it good or bad? You're again talking about the intentions of those who are using it. Vastu as such, it is neither good nor bad. As a vastu, a gun or a knife, or it is neither good nor bad. But the moment I see something, I relate to something, I see a person or I see a vastu or I see an environment, it has to be branded by my brain. It is good, therefore I like. It is bad, therefore I don't like. At least this much I can logically understand. Many of these new generation kids, when I interact with them, I don't want it, I don't like it. Have you ever tasted it? Have you ever experienced it? Have you ever involved with it? No, no, no. Then what makes you think that you'll dislike it? Just like that. And they give me this answer which I can never fathom what they want to say. Just cause. Just cause? It's not even an answer. It's not even a... Is it an answer? Just cause. I feel like reaching across tight ones at least. Then you make your opinion. I, I, I can uh, respect that. Never even experienced. You, uh, and they give all these uh, uh, very uh, strong sounds. You, yuck. touch what are you calling yuck? It looks weird. Am I getting across how deep rooted this conditioning is? To brand everything? Try this next experiment at your own cost. Very dangerous one, okay? I have tried it. Go into an unknown environment where you are not known. Pick somebody that you can defend yourself against. 
meaning somebody who is not looking dangerous from a distance. And I don't mean to say you have to pick them up. Pick your sample of the day. And then put a poker face. Neither angry, nor overzealous, not disinterested, just a poker face. And keep staring at them. Keep staring at them. And first they will say that, you know, is it me or someone else? Why is this weird fellow looking at this direction? Okay, nobody behind me, it must be me. And I said, what to think? Am I wearing something, something patchy, something goofy? I'm okay. And still looking at me. What would be the reaction of that fellow? After all these two, three steps done. They get irritated and come to question and challenge your presence there. Hey, what are you staring at? Huh? Now then you're giving a stare which has no expression to it. You're very uncomfortable. You're not able to relate. You're not able to brand it. Is it good? Is it bad? Is it indifferent? Is it ugly? I can't decipher that. Why an unknown person, your own child, you're angry, you want to scold. And that is one of the most common dialogues that go in through the various lists of dialogues between the parent and the child dialogues. When the parent is irritated, is you want to relate. And that kid is not giving you an opportunity to relate. He's either having that poker face stare or not looking at you. So what do you tell them? Look at me when I'm speaking to you. Make it relatable. I'm shouting at you only. And if I'm not able to relate, I'm not able to reach across. I'm not able to brand. Do you see how deep the issue of likes and dislikes go into various aspects of our psychology and psychological expressions? These layers of likes and dislikes. See, when you zoom out from this topic of likes and dislikes, it doesn't really matter if you like tea or coffee. It really doesn't matter if you like idli or paratha. They are not uh, life-threatening or uh, major issues. That like patterns of likes and dislikes, which stop, which block me from relating to my own responsibilities in an effective, efficient manner, those likes and dislikes are the patterns of um, dirt that have to be washed away from our antakkarana. Therefore, such institutions, what are they? I call, I mean, the other name in my own humorous way, or I think it is humorous. 
I call institutions like this as Dhobi Ghat. This is Jnana Ganga. Whoever wants to clean their Antakkarana, Ganga is flowing free. Wash it. That is what Gurudev has established for. Chittasya Shuddhaye Karma. And how should that Chitta Shuddhi happen? <clears throat> I mean, the logic doesn't go into giving the solution because he's trying to tie it into a different thing. But for many of us who are looking forward for an immediate answer, In Bhagavan Ramana Maharshi's Upadesha Sara, the third shloka, he says, How should this Chitta Shuddhi happen? Ishwararpitam Nechayakritam Chitta Shodhakam Mukti Sadhakam Chitta Shodhakam Chittasya Shuddhaye. How should that Chitta Shuddhi happen? It happens when it is not that you have to change the karma. It is not that we have to change the environment. It is the attitude with which that karma is being performed has to be changed. What is the attitude change? Ishwararpitam. <clears throat> however insignificant my karma be or however great deal of karma that I am doing. From this end to that end. Every kind of karma has to be performed for that Ishwara. Dedicating it to the higher altar. See, when people dedicated their life, resources and effort towards liberating India from the British, What were they called? Desha Bhakta. When that effort is dedicated to a higher altar, higher than the stupid petty little ego that we are, then that act becomes the act of Bhakti. That they were called Desha Bhakta. Don't we use that he devoted his entire life to the field of science, to the field of economy. The word that is, they devoted their life. It was not for their self, it was not for their selfish motives. It was for something higher. The highest altar that it can be offered to is to the altar of that Narayana, is to that altar of Supreme, Ishwararpitam. Nechayakritam. Nechayakritam. Do it selflessly. Ishwararpitam. Offer it dedicated to the highest altar. Second, while performing it, do it without any egotistical involvement. Do it selflessly. Just these two standpoints when they change, 
though they are just two, they are not that easy. Because it has to be consistently applied. It cannot be picky choosy that I choose such things to be dedicated and the rest of it not. Every aspect of life has to be that dedicated worthy and doing it selflessly. Chitta Shodhakam. Then that, that gives the capacity to clean our Antakkarana. <clears throat> in fact, the field of responsibility as defined in Bhagavad Gita. What is responsibility? What is the purpose of responsibility? The field of responsibility is so that the individual can grow out of their own patterns of likes and dislikes. See how wrong we are about how we perform or how we even relate to our responsibilities. We are constantly taught, do it if you like it. If you don't like it, I don't want to force. That's why I love the definition of freedom that Gurudev gives. Doing what you... Doing that which you... Uh, what is it? Doing that which you don't feel like is called freedom. It is not about whether you like your responsibility or don't like your responsibility. It is to grow out of that pattern of likes and dislikes that the field of responsibility is existing. And if you avoid that entire segment and then put on uh, three lines or a dot or uh, wear different colors, it doesn't make you spiritual. One has to go through those field of responsibilities to evolve from our own likes and dislikes. To not do what you feel like is called freedom. That is how Gurudev would put it. To not do what you feel like is called freedom. Otherwise, we constantly are geared towards fulfilling and doing only that which I like. And if we don't have the luxury, life doesn't come up with experiences that always cater to our like only. Therefore, we try to avoid things which we don't like. And what is the highest, biggest thing that we hate, which we don't like? It's called responsibility. And thanks to MBA, what have we learnt? If you don't like it, delegate it. You cannot delegate your life to someone else to live. You cannot outsource it to, it to China. You have to live your own life and fulfill your responsibilities. So your child is born. Six months, good time. After that, all crankiness begins. Uh, I think I'll pass. I I didn't like. You don't have a choice. 
suck it up do it the what does raising children give it builds immense amount of patience parents do you agree cuz they know exact buttons to push without getting irritated sucking up all that anger still putting a smile on the face beta <laughs> khana and the fellow is throwing all tantrums and said you feel like picking that kid up and said khata ya do ek but then what do you call them child ha so you uh, इंडिया चल बताता हूं द फील्ड ऑफ रेस्पॉन्सिबिलिटीज इज ओनली सो दैट दैट अंतकरण कैन बी क्लीन मीनिंग टू ट्रांसेंड वन जोन पेटीनेस ऑफ लाइक्स एंड डिसलाइक्स एंड टू व्यू लाइफ impartially without the shades of likes and dislikes as is that is the purity of antakaran vastu siddhir vicharena that vastu which we are expecting through karma which is ananda that ananda is not the result of karma it is the result of vicharena siddhir bhavati all the misapprehension is because of our vikara and that vikara can be removed only through vichara vastu siddhir vicharena through contemplation what to contemplate on is what the scripture is giving us the scope how to contemplate that is what the scriptures are trying to teach us so that we can unbind ourselves from the tiny tiny little fragments of attachments that we have bound ourselves in did i get across so how is this possible that is continued in the next shloka we will see the next time that we all will gather so on the last day we usually have guru dakshina so an envelope would have been given to all of you so your guru dakshina is not a fee system whatever you feel that this environment has benefited and there's nothing that this knowledge can be equated to but whatever you provide is what helps us maintain run promote and reach out to various sources and since many of you are new i would prefer if you can write your uh, email ids phone numbers and address so that uh, the receipts can be sent to you and when such programs happen that we can reach out to you as well clear so that will be after the shanti patha but since i wear many caps here i have to quickly step in into the audio room
and uh, you know save certain files and then i'll come back and we'll continue with the guru dakshina until then you can fill in the uh, required name address email id phone numbers so that we can reach you Om Shanti 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 Harihi Om Shri Gurubhyo Namaha Harihi Om